Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency, I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. When the universe sent me my next guest, I knew it was a divine intervention. I quickly understood she was one of my tribe and that our energy exchange from different sides of the world was potentially life-changing. Ray Kelnan is based in Kent in the UK and is an internationally recognised angelic Reiki master, teacher, practitioner, certified in future life progression and past life regression and a certified hypnotherapist. Ray helps people to transform their life and take control of their destiny and to become the self-sufficient, successful, intuitive, calm, focused person that they know is within them. I hope you enjoy this time with Ray as much as I did. Welcome, Ray, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Welcome for having well, Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here and... At a time like this, um, I think it's even more important that we connect with each other from the different sides of the world. So you're coming to us from the UK and, and not far out of London in Kent. Um, so right. thank you so much for joining us. Uh, like, What time of day is it there, just by the way? It's uh, quarter to nine in the morning, oh. so not too early. All right. Well, it's almost 7pm here on, on a Tuesday night and I may be coming to you from the future, is that right? Yes, I am. Uh, no, from the past. Oh, the past. We're on Wednesday morning now. Oh, crikey! You're in the future. Okay, here <laughs> I'm we in go. The then. Future. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite handy, really. It is. Yes, you can tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. lockdown. Oh, lockdown. Yes, everybody's in lockdown. Um, at the time of recording, guys, when you hear this, it it's a bloody shit storm right now in the world because. Um, we're all in lockdown. Uh, there's a pandemic happening for coronavirus. And uh, so Ray is coming to us from the UK and I'm in Brisbane. So um, they're facing really strict uh, lockdown measures as we speak. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about something no. really bloody cool, aren't we? So, Oh, most definitely. <laughs> Ray, can you tell us about your background and um, what you do? 
Yes, certainly. Um, well, my background, um, it, it does, it literally starts from a child. Um, I came from a very spiritual background. Um, uh, my mum, um, did, uh, psychometry. Um, my aunts, um, did tarot. Um, we used to go to spiritual churches as children, um, used to pick up on energies and, and stuff like that. I didn't really know, uh, you know, it was just part, part and parcel of, of, of everything, but, I was also one of those kids that was very questioning. Um, and I know I, I, my mum now says, you know, you used to wear us out because I'd always go, so how does this work? Why does that? What mm. we're doing this? What we're doing? You know, and I was always asking those questions. In fact, so much that I wanted to know how things worked. And, and I even persuaded them to buy me a microscope set. And in those days, children were allowed to play with scalpels. And wow. I was I was playing with the scalpel one day and I actually um, cut my finger. Oh. But rather than kind of like going, oh my God, I cut my finger, it's like, oh, blood, I can look at my blood oh. and, under the microscope. <laughs> um, so so I did that and they brought me a telescope because I wanted to look at the stars. And oh my God, stars I was exactly the same. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and kaleidoscopes, are, mm. they always fascinated yes. me. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and I've since found found out that because of, all, because of the geometry, a lot of people on spiritual paths and that tend to have that follow that kind of like background. The kaleidoscopes are something I really, really liked. Yeah, when 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 they were when they were when they were children, um, and also I always wanted to help people. I mean, I was one of those kids at school who had friends in the cool crowd, but also the um, geeky crowd. Yeah, um, and. And I didn't like children over other kids being picked on. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I always look at people as for who they are. Um, no matter what they do, bad or, bad or good, you know, I try and see them as who they are. You know, and it used to really annoy me that, you know, a new, a new um, I mean, there was one girl who, who joined. And I mean, this was a tough time for her because it was kind of like when we were about 14. So, you, so you're coming in new into a school. Mm. And... She, you know, she came from quite a poor family, you know, and she looked a bit disheveled, um, you, you, you know, kind of like we don't really want to associate with her. And they were, they were quite mean to her. And I'm kind of like, no, 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 that ain't going to happen. So I deliberately made friends with her um, because it's like you, you can't be left. And I actually formed a really good friendship with her and that kind of like stopped the other kids kind of like picking on picking on her mm. and then what was fascinating was years later I think when we must have been about 18 19 about 19 and we were at a nightclub and she's um, she's come in with her fella and my god she had blossomed I mean she was absolutely drop down gorgeous and there were lots of um, people that had been at school that night for some reason just everyone was you know was there and we could see all the guys going, oh, you know, look at her and that. And people wanted to talk to her. She completely ignored them, came straight over to me, gave me a hug. Um, and so like, everyone was looking at me going, does she know that, <laughs> that you know, that, that person? Yeah. And she never knows what's going on in people's lives or where, you know, or where they're going to go in the, in the future. So, so you can't judge them by a split second mm. a meeting until you actually really get to know who know who people are so but by that time I kind of like the spiritual stuff was all there and you know and I was helping people 
uh, as teen, you know, life gets in your way, you start working. And then around about 2000, I'd got to that point in my life where it's like, do you know something? There's a lot more to life than just going to work every day. Yeah. You know, what, what, is, it I, what is it I can do, do? And it's kind of like, you know, trying to fall back on my spiritual side. Angels started sort of like coming into my life then. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they started coming in, but they just, they just started um, coming. But there wasn't a lot of angel stuff about at that time. Mm-hmm. I had to sign up for a Christmas catalogue <laughs> to actually get angel statues <laughs> because, unlike now, Doreen Virtue, Diane Cooper, Carl Gregg, they didn't exist yeah. um, at that point, or they, or they were just, just starting out. But I thought there had to be more. And I actually had a tarot reading done. Yeah. And it said that I was going to be, um, go, I was going to travel. And it, um, it, would, it, would, it would be a life-changing experience. But he came up with, um, he said, I, I think it's going to be somewhere like Sri Lanka, somewhere like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never thought about going to Sri Lanka. So after the reading, I thought, you know something, I'll just go online, um, look at Lonely Planet and see what they've got in Sri Lanka. But when I switched it on, they were doing an article on Peru. Mm. And I got involved. And I'm reading this article. And it's like, oh, that's really interesting. And a few days later, I turned on the TV and Stephen Fry was doing a documentary on Peruvian bears. Oh, okay. This is mm. a little bit of a coincidence. Mm. And I said, you know something? Let's get some brochures on traveling to Peru. Um, but, I, but although I was going by myself, I wanted to go in groups. And I actually, um, there were several brochures there that I got. And I'm looking at them. I'm really full, you know, this is great, but I really don't have the money for this. And then at the time, I was remortgaging because um, my mortgage rate had run out when I was getting a new, new rate. And the mortgage company mucked it up. So they had to give me some extra money or they had to give me some money back, which was the exact amount of this one trip, which actually was an Australian company called Tucum. Um <laughs> And it was the exact amount. So it's like, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to book this. And after I booked it, a woman I was working with, her, that, her grandfather passed away. And while she was clearing out his attic, she came across an old Lonely Planet guide to Peru and an old oh, map of Peru. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like, and I have to admit, this was the best <sighs> trip I've ever had. I mean, there were 10 of us and we had, um, we had, uh, uh, some of the New Zealand, we had some Australians, some Canadians, some Americans, Irish, British, and there were 10 of us, and we just all clicked. I mean, it was like we were all meant to be on that trip, on that trip together. It was like we'd all known each other for years and years. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then when we were, and we did the four-day in Cattrall to Machu Picchu, which was absolutely amazing um it's you, you know it's like even though it's tough on some parts you're kind of like oh, when when you at, when you actually get to this sun sun gate and you actually see the sun come through at the direct angle and then come over Machu Picchu you're like I'm, I mean on that day there must have been hundreds of people up there even children but you could have heard him drop that's yeah. how amazing um it was but then whilst I was there and I was walking around, I actually um, was standing on one of the platforms. And as I looked down, only last a few seconds, I actually saw lots of Incans down below and myself talking to them. Whoa. I, only last, only last a few seconds. Um, now, 
Now, if we wind back a little bit, I've always kind of been interested in the mind and past lives and stuff like that, but I haven't really done much with it. And then when I've come back um, from, from there, it's like, you know, saying I need to make a change. Now. I can't just work in an office every day. I need to do something else. Mm. Um, so I came across Angelic Reiki and I started, started working with that. Um, and then a friend of mine did a hypnotherapy course and um, she said, oh, I've got to do some past life stuff. Could I practice on you? Yeah, okay, <laughs> brilliant. Mm. So, so we set it up and I um, sat down or I lay down and she took me, she took me back. And I went back to the um, 1800s and I was a 10-year-old child um, in the side of the French or the Spanish Pyrenees, quite poor, living in a stone house, but had a beautiful garden. I was a very sick and lonely child, and I used to see other children going past, but I couldn't actually connect with them. And then um, I've literally, I've actually seen and felt myself sit down with my back to a tree, and literally my heart stopped as I died as a 10-year-old child. Wow. It was like, I mean, there were obviously tears streaming down, down my face, but it was so peaceful. Yeah. Um, and... And there were lots of butterflies and everything going around. Now, I don't know whether there were butterflies when I died as that child or whether that was as a 10-year-old, as, as you die, that's what you saw, or whether it's me as an adult for me to um, not be too emotionally upset mm. of experiencing that death with the butterflies came in. But it was absolutely um, um, amazing and it's kind of like I really need to know more about this yeah. um, you know I really want people to, ex- to experience this um, and I started looking at more of my past life and I started healing those mm. um, and by healing those I was able to uh, move, move forward you know um, with, 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 with my life I mean a lot of past lives I died at, at the hands of horses wow. by horses and in this lifetime, I was nearly crushed by a horse. Get out. Um, but by going and healing, doing that, I was able, when I was working, um, doing some voluntary work in Egypt, I was actually able to do angelic reiki on a horse without any fear of the wow. horse. And I was actually with the horse. Um, the horse was dying, um, but she, was, she wouldn't lay down. Princess Cinderella was the name, but she wouldn't lay down. Oh. So I was asked, can you do some angelic reiki? And if I still had my fear of horses... I would not have been able to stand there yeah. and do that. And it was absolutely amazing because in 20 minutes she laid down and I was with her when she passed. Mm. And, and, and it was just like, oh, my, oh my God, that was, that was so amazing. There was still something I was thinking that's missing, mm. um, you, you, you know. And then I came across future life progression and going into the future and seeing myself in the future and knowing what I was doing, it's like, I can do that now and bring that, that, that quicker. And it's like, if you knew five years ago what you knew now, your, yourself now would be saying to myself back then, okay, you need to be doing this, this, this to make the moves. And, and that's how it worked with the future. And I realized that through my own journey, that by, by healing my past and um, creating my future and seeing my future, I was actually more fully present and able to help people more in more here, so so I set my business Radiant Angel Energy um, to actually um, help people to to be fully present in their lives now. Wow! Just, uh, wow! <laughs> 
a lot. <laughs> that's <laughs> and a, that's only the tip of the iceberg. That, that is a lot. Um, so with this this future life thing, uh, aside from all the other mm. amazingness you just shared, um, is that almost like a psychic kind of thing? Um, no, not not really. Not really. It's it's kind of like connecting to your higher self, right? Um, and you know, to me, everything is is energy, yeah. and there are lots of different different dimensions that that we that we can live in. But but it's kind of like you connect with your with 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 your higher self and your subconscious that allows you to to see to see your to see your future, um, and it can give you insights in what you need to change now to to actually to actually do that. So, you know, an example would be um uh one one lad or his mum his mum came because he or she brought him along I should say because he he wanted wasn't sure where to go in college. Yeah. Or, you know what what to study. He had an idea of what he wanted, his mum had an idea of what she wanted and it was like, you know what to do. So went forward into the future, five years into the future, if he did one course. And he saw what he was like. He saw the money he was making, how he was happy, not happy. Then we brought him back. And then I took him five years if he went into the other course, one of the other courses. You know, did he enjoy it? What was he doing? What money was he making? Um, and then he came back. Um, and on both of those, you know, there were good points on both, bad points, you know, it, it was just, but then I took him into five years in the best possible future, doing the best course he could. And he actually came up with a course that was completely different to the other two. Wow. That, that actually um, gave him more fulfillment, more happiness, more joy, more money. Um, and he actually went and found that course and... He's now come towards the end of it, and he's absolutely loved it. Wow! So, so, so he was able to able to see, um, you, you know, what would be his best possible future, rather than sticking to the humdrum. He knew now what he was aiming for, which made him a lot happier. So he was happy to study, to learn all that stuff, um, to help him move forward. Mm. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, uh, you saying energy is everything, um, I can completely relate to you and I think it's another reason why you're here on this podcast. Um, yeah. I've um, been through a journey of healing over the last year and um, my my modality of choice has been sound healing and mm. um, uh, biofuel um, bio tuning. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my my sound healer and I have been doing another podcast together, um, known as In Kindness Always, and we talk about all the different aspects of sound healing and energy and all these kind of things. And wow, like when you get on that train, like it is, it is, it is addictive. Like it, once you get um, to some point in healing, and you you experience things you've never experienced before. I know it's really difficult for the layman to understand you and understand what you've been through, but mm. once you let go and you go on that journey, like there's nothing like it in this world. There's no drug that's going to give you that, can I just say. <laughs> um, no. And it is absolutely incredible. So I think um, that's why I think what you do is incredible. But I want to know what what's your mission? What do you want to achieve in the work that you do? Um, but basically what I want to do is I want to um, 
is to help others that are crossroads in their life to heal their past, create their future and transform their present, but that they can also take control of their destiny and basically to spread their wings and soar and be who they are truly meant to be rather than who they think they should be or other people think they should be. To, to be their authentic self, that, that's really kind of like my mission to, for people to be really happy and content with their lives as it is and to make and to know where they're going um, and make the best, not, not make the best of it, but to actually enjoy being here. And that's it, isn't it? Like once you've had that healing and let go of all these mind loops and things that you get attached to, you really get to know who you are and yeah, and understanding what you can actually do. And wow, yes, totally on the same page here. Um, yeah. So, can you tell us about some of the other, other than the uh, the, the kid that uh, went to uni? Um, can you tell us about some of the people that you've helped and the difference that it's made? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I mean, if we were to look at past life, past life regression, um, you don't always go back to where you think you're going to go. You yeah. might think you know what needs healing, but it doesn't necessarily mean so. Because I had um, a lady who came to see me who um, was a little bit overweight. And she said, um, she, 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 wanted to, she wanted to do her own business. She wanted to read tarot and, and that. She said, but I just, I'm just not doing it. Um, she said, you know, I'm snacking all the time. I, I feel like if I lose some weight, then I'll, I'll, I'll go on. I'll, I'll start doing it. And she said, and someone told me that I must have been starved in a past life. Really? Um, hence why I'm, I'm constantly eating now because that, that's affecting me. Um, so we went back and normally when I take people back, I take it back to take them back to, um, a past life that needs healing to sort out an issue in the present. Mm. Um, and we actually, uh, went back, um, a hundred or so years Wow! and she was actually, she wasn't poor. She wasn't being starved. Mm. Um, she had a very boring sedentary life nothing really major happened in it and when we went to um the point of death because I take people to death and then into the in-between to look back on on their life and it was like so what was your biggest regret from that lifetime and her biggest regret was that she didn't do anything she procrastinated mm. she didn't make do make anything with her life which translated into now, instead mm. of going out and doing the um, curry, she'd snack instead. Oh, yes. Wow. She, she, she'd be doing that. So where we sort of like killed that, mm. she um, obviously realised what that was and that changed a slight, um, uh, you know, a slight thing in, 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 in her. So she is actually now reading tarot and she has lost some weight. Wait, you know she's not she's not snacking all the time as, as, she, as she used to do um we you know we which which is absolutely amazing so she thought she was coming because she'd been starved in a past life oh wow but it actually turns out to be procrastination really that was holding her up in this lifetime oh wow Ray that's that's incredible like um you know and I know um some of the healing that I've been through we've looked at at previous lives and also um you know uh the, our ancestors as well mm. and how they actually impact the way we are today and by healing yeah. how we are in the now it can actually heal that 
past as well. Um, and and that stuff is is life changing. Like if you can shift that, like it can change your now, and you can actually change what the next lives are going to be, or whether this is you know your your moment to actually make your impact. Um, so, can you um, tell me what's been your biggest challenge in the work that you do, and how did you overcome it? Um, I think my biggest challenge. Um has been getting people to understand that they need to look after them, look after themselves. Yes. Um, uh, on an emotional level, not just physical level. You know, people are quite happy to go out and pay for waxing and hair dyes and nails and, and stuff like that but they're not willing to actually um, invest in themselves with, mm. their, with their own emotional health, spiritual health, mental health. Yes. And it's, and it's, and it's trying to change people's mindset to say, actually, you know, I could leave my nails for, for this week and actually go and get myself, you know, have some, some healing on myself, see what my, you know, clear something from my past mm. life, you know, move myself forward so that, I can actually be more content and you know, in something in the future, I'm not going to worry too much about my nails. Mm. Um, so, so that, that's been my, my biggest challenge, but I think by, by constantly talking about it and people experiencing it and they can see the benefits and then, then you know, and then they're saying to them, well, actually, why don't you go and, why don't you go and have this done? Mm. You know, this, this will actually help you a little bit better in, in your life, sort out some of your issues. Um, so it really is word, word of mouth, I think, is, is how you can change people's mindsets for them to actually start investing and looking after themselves internally rather than externally. So true. Um, you know, and this is a conversation that I've had regularly with my sound healer and that is, um, you know, making one, this uh, uh, common conversation, you know, like when you talk to someone about having healing, they'll like, look at you like, what's going on here, you know, but, but actually making this the norm and also like when you look at your well-being as a human, you know, like you, instead of going to the doctor anymore, you're actually, you, you're changing who who your practitioners are um, in yeah. modalities. So uh, for me, my, my two key things, and I'll put this right out here right now, is my two people that I see that make my life complete are my sound healer and my physio. Those two people, yeah. um, my people. Everything else I don't care about anymore. And I used to go to people who didn't give me results, didn't change my life, cost me a lot of money, didn't make a difference. Now I'm seeing people who are changing my life exponentially in so many ways that I can't even measure. And then people look at me and go, huh, well, you're not the person you used to be. I'm like, well, no, I'm not because <laughs> I've healed all that shit and I'm moving on, you know. So Exactly. And the thing is when, when you change, yeah. it starts a ripple effect because yes. people around you see your change and they go, oh, actually, how yes. did that person change? I might look at that. And then they change and the next person changes. Yes. Because you change, you change yourself. And when I say self, I mean self. So, mm. um, you know, and that impacts everyone around you, your family, the way you react to how they are with you, um, your relationships, your conversations, everything you do 
around you changes because your energy has changed and what you attract yeah. changes and how you get results in your life changes. So um, it's it's a holistic thing really. Once you get to the root of everything that's causing you pain, everything changes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And, of course, when you start changing your energy, um, other people's energy changes. And, you know, you're talking about ancestors. You mm. know, when we go and we clear stuff in the, in the past, it means your, your children, your children's children will no longer have those issues no. that have gone through your generations because you've, you've put the stop to it. You've cleared it, healed it, so they won't, they won't be affected by it. Mm. Yeah, like, and I, I think probably the most immediate effect I've had for me ancestrally um, has been with my mother. Um, the conversations and the relationship and the connection that we have now is completely different to what it used to be. Like we, yeah, mine are, is. Yeah, it just makes such a difference, and um, yeah, it's just really difficult to describe. But you, you kind of change the way what you will and won't accept as well. So you, you, you know boundaries. You know what what to say at the right time and how to stand up for yourself and, and how to be your own cheerleader and all of these kind of things that previously you would have just gone, meh, yeah, whatever. Um, so it yeah. just, like, both of us are just beaming right now because we we totally yeah. get it, right? We, <laughs> we totally get it's it. Like my mum's my, mom's my biggest my biggest supporter now. Yeah. You know, anything I post, she posts it again. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? Like, to have that support and that belief um unconditionally is just so beautiful um mm. so i gotta ask you can you define what being ethical means to you um to me being ethical means um being happy as you are um not exploiting um others for your own gain mm. or um or or for or explain them to make you feel better mm. um you know, you know, when when you when you are truly who you are, um, and you're happy to help and help others and yourself, um, then you know you're 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 so ethical in in how you act and how you perceive things and, and how you do things. Um, so yeah, so to me, being being ethical really is being just being happy as you. Um, I, I think that's that's the main thing for me. Being ethical. Yeah, it's that whole self-acceptance thing, isn't it? Which is something mm. that I've had to get through in this journey. And um, yeah, I think um, it, it it completely comes back to pretty much everything in your life, like the decisions you make, what and again, what you'll accept and um, what you won't. Um, and yeah, I love asking that question because I get a different answer every time. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and, it's and it, it's beautiful that, that everyone you know has a different answer. But I'm guessing that it all comes down to the same, the same thing. Oh look, yeah, look. If we were to distill this down, I think there's got to be one word that comes out of this, and I'll nail it one day. But yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I like the word love. Unconditional. Oh. Two words: unconditional love. Mm, yeah. I mean, really, when you look at all aspects of it, it, it does come back to that and, and that is mm. so true. Um, so what are your future plans in the work that you're doing? Um, well, to teach more people um, um, that, they, that they can um, 
uh, change their lives and, and, take, and take control of their destiny. You know, I don't just practice angelic Reiki in future life depression, I actually teach it as well. Mm. Um, so that, you know, if more people are, t- are teaching it, then more people are using it. And if more people are using it, um, then that's helping more people raise their vibration, knowing who they are, which in turn starts, um, you, you know, everybody um, being more, more ethical and 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 aware you know happy to to be content and happy living in the present um so so it's so really my thing going forward is is teaching more people and 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 get more people on on their journey to know where they're going and what they're doing mm. um and just in saying that so with um your angelic reiki Mm. Um, can you explain the process to us? So, like, from if we were to come down and you know sit with you and have an appointment with you, what does that look like? Um, but basically, with uh, with angelic reiki, um, uh, which which I which I can do online as my, all, all my apart from the teaching, everything I can do, I can do online okay. as well. So global, which is quite global? handy in, in this time. Yeah. Um, but, but basically, it's a bit of a conversation. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, as if as a person, um, they can either lay lay down or they sit down. And if I'm um, with them physically, then and they're lying down, I put their hand on their solar plexus and their higher heart chakra. Mm-hmm. If they're sitting, I put my hands on my shoulders. Um, if they're online, then I connect distantly to them. And basically, what happens is I become a channel for the angelic energy. Right. Um, to come and do the healing. So with normal Yusai Reiki, you as the um, uh, practitioner, you will actually place the symbols, the Reiki symbols, the energy healing symbols into the person. Whereas with Angelic Reiki, you don't actually do any of that. Um, It's the angels that do everything for you. Because it is human psyche. If if you would come to me with a shoulder, I would go, oh, I need to heal that shoulder. Yeah. Whereas the angels would come in and go, know something we're not going anywhere near that shoulder yeah. we think there's an emotional physical another mm-hmm. physical and past life whatever we think that needs to be healed and that's what they'll go and work on um so 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 as you receiving it um you know I've had people fall asleep yeah. I've had people go on journeys I've had people see colors light sound smells feel feel them being touched you know no two people have ever had the same experience with, with, with the angelic Reiki. And then once the session's um, finished um, and we disconnect with the angel, angel um, then obviously the people can explain their experience. Now, I've found over the years as I've, as I've done angelic Reiki, I don't pick up as much as I did at the beginning because I've become a pure, a pure vessel or bridge. Mm. And it's kind of like, why should I know what's going on with their, you know, this is between them and them and the angels. It's not, it's not, it's not me to know. It's yeah. for them to tell me at the end how their experience was, not me to tell them how I saw their, their experience. Um, and then what I, norm, what, I will, then what I normally do is I then do um, uh, an angel card reading afterwards to clarify what they need to know in their person. Because when I do, when I do um, angel cards or oracle cards, I don't predict the future. Mm. Um, I do. It's what you need to know for your highest good at this moment in time. Because again, it's all about being present mm. and being in the here and now. 
And if you know what's going on and how you can deal with it in now, then why do you need to worry about the future? Because mm. it's sorted for you. So um, with, with with the angels then, uh, are we mm. talking archangels or? Um, we're talking about normal angels, archangels. I mean, there are over millions, trillions of different angels. Um, you know, we only know the t- tip of the iceberg, you know, and we, and we give them names, whereas yeah. technically they don't really have names, same as we technically in our energy form don't have, have names, mm. but, but, but we need to, 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 to make names on them. Um, so it can be angels, it can be archangels, and quite often when you bring the healing angel in, you get guided to maybe bring in an archangel or an ascended master um, or a galactic person um, who wants to come and join, and, join, and join the healing. So it could be any multitude of, of, of energies coming in or it could just be a particular angel that's coming at that time to, to help you. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's your guardian angel. It could be any angel that energy is relevant to what you need healing at this moment in time. So um, as part of that, would you also sometimes get uh, family members that might have passed that are actually angels as well? Um, I, I, I kind of like, to, to me, there's a bit of a distinction um, between that because you get two lots of, if say like guardian angels, um, you get guardian angels um, that are truly angelic beings that have never had a human experience right, yeah. with you from birth. And then you also get um, some relatives or very close friends who, when they pass, say that they're going to come back and be an angel, be a guide for you. Mm. So they're sort of like more guardians um, for you. And they'll come in. But yes, yeah, sometimes during Angelic Reiki, um, I've had someone who'll say, oh, I saw an image of my dad. You know, he was, he was there. He was there with me. Mm. Um, you know, so... So, so departed loved ones do do come in, mm. um, and they do help, but but they have to choose to do. They don't automatically. Oh, that's automatically be, be someone who's looking after me. If if that's what they're calling us, and they choose to do that, then they then they will do that and they will make themselves known to you. Yeah, um, I've found through my healing that my grandmother's constantly with me, um, mm. and uh, through remote healing that she's here. She's always here. Um, quite. And sometimes she makes herself physically known, um, so that's quite funny. Um, we we were very close, um, so I yeah. I can almost tell when she's here. So it's yeah. Um, but um, also, uh, most recently, uh, I uh, connected with a psychic, and um, he actually uh, said that you know I would get a message from Archangel Michael or Gabriel. And just a week before, I'd been posting on Facebook about Archangel Gabriel, um, which was kind of freaky. And then the next week, I interviewed someone who was a woman whose name was Michael and (laughs) who was also an energy healer. And I just went, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah. Um, So it was kind of like... Yeah, I, I totally get the whole archangel thing and, and, and how this all works and um, connecting to your higher self. And it's just – and as far as Reiki goes and, and, and touch and energy and transference of energy, um, does it work the same as traditional Reiki? Um, it, 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 it is. Um, 
with with obviously the um, the Reiki symbols going in, mm-hmm. but you really don't need to be moving your hands um, to the person and, and placing those symbols. You literally you literally stay in the same place um, as as you are because you are just you are just bridging the energy. So you're not really being guided to place anything anywhere. Mm. Um, so, so that's the difference. And also the attunements are different as well because with um, the uh, normal or your Reiki attunements, it's done from master to teacher to mm-hmm. student. So you, so, you, so you have the lineage where it comes down. Whereas with angelic Reiki, the attunements are done directly by the archangels, by the... Um, uh, by the higher beings yeah so you don't need to see the same person so if someone was to um train in angelic reiki one and two with me mm-hmm. to go and do three and four they could go to any other angelic reiki right. um teacher because the humans aren't done through me they are done directly through through the angelic realms wow so, so that's really the main the main difference is is the attunement and not having to know and place the symbols everywhere so do you then have that really incredible intuition where when you meet someone you pick up on their energy and what's happening with them I, I, I do pick I do pick up on energy um, I shield myself quite a lot I have um uh, so, so I don't take on people yeah 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 um pe- pe- people's en- people's energy um but yeah I'll, I'll I'll pick up I mean I, I don't see you know I'm not one of those that sees stuff yeah. I'm more of a, a person that knows. So mm. it's like, okay, I know that's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when I'm doing my teachings or talking to people, uh, quite often I have no idea what's coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Because practically every, whenever I'm talking about this, it's all channeled. Yes. It, it's like wherever, wherever it's come from. And, I, and I, can, I can never remember the conversations afterwards. When people go, yeah, you were telling me this. And this yeah. Going, yeah, Was I that? don't remember that yeah. at all. <laughs> My healer says the same thing. She's like, I don't remember. I would need to go back there to know. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. Yep, yep. But you know what? We realised uh, recently that I have developed medium talents. So cool. I get these messages and then they're for certain people that I need to then go and tell them. And they're kind of – it's kind of – and it kind of sounds weird, right? Not to you, of course. No. But um, – <laughs> it's kind of like a marketing medium so I'll just get words and I'll be like and then I'll get a person's face and I'll be like oh that's for them and then I'll go tell them and they go oh my god I needed that or it'll be for me and I'll be like oh right so get this right now like and there's there's stuff coming through and I go and it's usually at your calmest um least distracted moments that these things come through and and over time you get to learn okay, this is what this is and this is what I need to do with it. Um, and, you know, obviously I've been told by, um, you know, psychics and healers that, that meditation is a really uh, important thing because, you know, in those yeah. calm moments is when you get these messages. But for me, meditation is not when that happens. It's when I'm in the shower. It's when I'm, you know, zoned out making a coffee or something. That's when it comes through. So, you know, and or it might be that, you know, you know, like when you're in the zone with something and you, you, you're not really here but you're somewhere else, that's when I get it. Um, so when I'm at my most creative, this stuff comes through and I have to just share it with people because I think it's a gift that I have to give. Yeah, definitely. Mm. 
And so it's flowed you, through yeah. to my business as well in everything that I do. And even in, in my government job that I have, you know, like there's things that have just popped out of my mouth. I went, I'm sorry, that wasn't me. It wasn't me. And they go, yep, we know. <laughs> they, they've got used to me now that I can just, you know, let this stuff out. I go, whoops, that one was not me. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I think this is when we get so attuned with ourselves, like the beauty of what we can do is just yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. Every single one of us, you know, has what – what, what we as humans class as talents or mm. gifts, um, you know, we, we've all got these. It's just where you are to whether you accept them or not and whether you allow them to come out. Yeah, meditation is, is, is an easy way for people, you know, it's an easy way for people to start. You know, they should be teaching meditation to children from oh, the time they're born. Yes. Um, you know, as we, we wouldn't have as many of the... Um, issues with young people that we have now if, if that was to happen but yeah it is also at those moments you know you're just not to sleep suddenly it'll be like oh, yeah that idea yeah or 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 you're you're reading something and you and like lose the words of the, of, the, of, the, of the book very rare for me because once I'm in a book basically I've got something to hold it <laughs> off um you, you know you know or listening to some music and then the music fades mm. you can feel so relaxed and filled out and then suddenly something comes into your head it's like oh right okay I need to do that yeah yeah and uh it's just it's just an amazing thing and to to capture that I think is is really important and being aware of those talents and those messages and and just everything that's happening around you like sometimes for me it feels like things are in slow motion like you're just like oh I just saw what the universe is doing there yep I got it you know so I think once you've got that that level of awareness, it really, really helps you to understand yeah. how this universe has got everything under control. Exactly. You know, we've got to remember we're all con- we're all connected. You know, we all come from the same source of mm. energy. We are all connected. You know, I'm you, you're me. Mm. Um, you know, I'm this computer in front front of me. We're, we're all the same energy. We're just vibrating on different on different levels, which make us our own unique individuals. Mm. And it's funny, you know, uh, because I, I kind of had a revelation in the middle of a Facebook live the other day, uh, and it just came through um, that what people do today impacts my tomorrow. Yeah. So what you do over there in the UK impacts me here in Brisbane. So yeah. Um, and this at a time like now that we're in, I think is even more obvious because we're all in this together you know yeah, like exactly yeah. so yeah. again so so it's it's like you know if you if you can see what what your future actions will be you can make it a change now mm, mm, so true so true so ray how can people uh find out more about you and get involved in what you do um, or they can find me um, on Facebook. I have a Facebook page called Radiant Angel Energy. And each day um, an angel saying gets posted on there. I also do my own um, uh, live show every Monday evening, UK time, 8 p.m. called Angels and Destiny, where I speak to guests who impart their wisdom and knowledge to help others on their um, YouTube channel. They get posted on there again, Radiant Angel Energy. And my website is 
www.radiantangelenergy.co.uk. I have an Instagram, Radiant Angel Energy. So just type in Radiant Angel Energy and you'll find me across all social media. Oh, we'll be all over that. Don't you worry. So, Ray, my final and penultimate question for mm-hmm. you, which I ask everyone, and I, I, I truly love this and I think this one was channeled. Um, what's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? The change I would like to see is people actually being more community-based and actually thinking about other people and not just, not just themselves. Mm. Um, to to truly help others, um, and that doesn't necessarily mean financially, you know, but emotionally and spiritually. In you know, I'd like to see us go back to the old system of bartering. Mm. So so you know, you you swap one thing for for another thing. Because technically, money money is energy, it and is. we need and and in, in this this time we need we need money to be able to survive to live to be able to help more people, mm. um, you know, in their lives. So, so I'd like to see more community-based and people actually helping each other out. Because when we start helping each other out, you know, oh, I bake bread. Well, I, I, I make um, posters. You know, well, let's, let's do, do a swap, you know, that, mm. that, that kind of thing. Um, and I think we're, we're going to start seeing that now anyway with what's going on at the moment that mm. is starting to happen you know, groups have been set up you know oh do you need me to GRM I need some, I, I need some toilet roll <laughs> oh yeah I've got a pack you can you can have that you, you, you know there was a thing the other day um, an old lady in the supermarket um, she didn't have enough she didn't have enough money for, for something we jammed all a lot she said oh what can I put back to bring it to my thing and a woman um, three our, um, things down just came up tapped on the contact list card and went I'll pay for it yeah paying it forward you know, pays back it really does oh it, it 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 really does and that's the thing you know if you help someone not expecting anything back then you get things back threefold absolutely it, it's, it's absolutely amazing and that's what I think we we can start doing and I'm, I'm, I think that's coming into play now um which, which is absolutely beautiful so, Ray, I just got the words karmic intention. Oh, I like that. So yeah. I think that's kind of where we need to be right now in what the world's facing is actually, you know, what you put out there now and, and help others with is what's going to come back to you threefold. Um, yeah. And no matter what's happening in the world, I think that's that's where we've got to be. And yeah, totally. You know, when you're on that mission and uh, you want to help others, I think that shines through, and um, success or whatever you want to achieve is going to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, which is more people just living in unconditional love. Mm. You know that that is that is that is the ultimate. That is the ultimate goal is everyone living and understanding, accepting unconditional love. Well, I think you need to go down the road and see Boris because um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to go change the UK right now. <laughs> Although, to be quite truthful, I think I think he's he's, he's actually not done too bad. He, no, he was true. he was actually quite liberal, be giving people the choice, you know, giving them a chance to do it, and they've ignored him, and he's gone. Okay, well, right, yeah. Enough. Yeah, your chance now. That's it. <laughs> I did exactly. see. I did see him on the news tonight. I went, oh gosh, you know what? 
getting an address from a dude like that, it's like, all right, I'm going to sit up and listen. And then I look at our Prime Minister and I go, oh, righto. Um, anyway. <laughs> I know he's, That's a whole other subject. I know, right? Like, let's not go there. But I was just like, oh, you know, there's something about the English where you just go, you know, you've got to sit up and listen. And, um, yeah, so I, I do wish you well, Ray, and thank you so thank much you. for joining us on The Ethical Evolution. It's been an absolute energetic moment together and I, yes, I love it. Yes, the, the energy has been absolutely immense. It's, it's, been, abs- it's been absolutely lovely. It's so electric thank you very in here. much for inviting me on your show. Mm, yeah, so <laughs> if you could see us both now, we're just lit up, like literally. <laughs> we are, literally. Lit <laughs> <laughs> and so don't tell me that energy does not transfer globally because it does. We've just made that happen. Exactly. Yes. Thank you so much, Ray. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wannabet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wannabet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.